0: All aboard the Admiral's Aft, the adventurers await awesome assets at the Lighthouse of Legradex. This week on The Hapless
1: Heroes. Uh, I'm lying a lot about my stories.
2: Hello and welcome to the Hapless Heroes podcast. My name is Dave and I will be your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. And we're going to start this evening as we start all other evenings because I have no better way to do it by introducing our cast and I'm going to do it starting from Eeny Meeny Miney my left this time. And on my left we have Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. Oh hey there. To his left we have Mike as Lord and Captain. Quinn Southwind. I am the Captain and I am the Lord. And to his left, we have John as our other lord, Jharal the Light. Off to see again. And to his left, we have Francesco as the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom.
3: No titles, just plans.
0: Oh, was that? Title? Titles? <laughs> titles. You know, didn't intend that, can't even take
3: credit for that. <laughs> but thank you for pointing that out.
2: Oh, here come the puns. Good. We're at sea, baby. Yes. So where we last left off, we were afloatin' out on the Grand Old Sea, heading south from the Tri-Nation Peninsula. Really walked myself into a tongue twister with that. But anyway, we're heading south past a lighthouse of some value on the way back to Ardwall.
3: Yeah. And if I recall correctly, the captain of this ship. Was saying, uh hold on. The captain of the South Wind, which is the name of this ship that we're on. Uh I wrote down the captain's name.
0: Joseph Fraxomara. He's an yep. admiral. admiral Joseph X O'Mara. And
3: First name Joseph X, last name Omara?
2: No, uh let's see, <laughs> I'll put it in Discord.
0: <laughs> um his executive officer Jenny Killo Riley. Mm. Yes, the one that Felix is obviously best
3: friends with, right? Or at least he thinks he is.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) One crit fail, (laughs) and we have a new NPC star. (laughs) That's that's how it works.
3: We're just getting along so great.
2: (laughs) There, I've got it in uh, the green room in Discord, because you know how... uh, how things kind of lose uh, lose something by being spoken got it
3: joseph A- first name joseph axo last name mara that is the most fantasy first name i have ever seen
2: i know right
3: <laughs> admiral joseph axo mara all right well admiral mara and his commander jenny kill o'reilly are i guess running the ship so to speak and we are going to get some valuable assets
2: according to Admiral, <laughs> well, we're passing by a lighthouse that is in and of itself a valuable military asset.
3: Ah, so I see. Well, yes. uh, yeah, so you know, we're chilling on a
2: boat, it's great, it's awesome. Yes, as if you were to look at a map of Telduria. Ooh. you would see a archipelago of islands in between the kingdom of the sea lords and that trination peninsula.
3: And just to remind our discord listeners, this is actually pinned in our artwork channel. If anyone wanted to see the map,
2: um, it's pretty cool. Yes. And it was not at all an attempt for me to shoehorn the word archipelago into this evening.
1: Geographical features make sense to talk about.
2: Yes, and $50 words are never out of style, but if you see that uh, one little island that's shaped like a, you know, an arrow pointing to the southeast, it points at a little island there, you know, right uh, overlooking a few different straits and a great place for a lighthouse and an observatory and maybe whatever else sort of asset that it is, sort of sitting there out in the middle facing Blood Bay, helping the kingdom of the sea lords keep their supremacy over the sea cool and so we left off and I believe it was somewhere in the afternoon wasn't
1: it 1130 I think Day.
2: no
3: I think we were in the actual afternoon we really like, had one in the yeah. actual afternoon
1: somewhere
2: between one and three I don't, the number three stands out at me but I don't know if that's actually right cause...
3: oh you're right because we did briefly rest a little bit like short rest on the
2: boat there was a little bit of a rest on the boat yes So yeah, maybe three because,
3: in the actual afternoon.
2: Yeah, maybe because conflict was coming up and maybe because I like faking people out into thinking that conflict might possibly be coming up, whether or not it isn't.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But that entire thing was entirely nullified by the fact that, for the benefit of our audience and you tell them what happened off camera, we leveled up to level 13. Huzzah! Yeah. With all the level up fun that comes with it. So, yes in the intervening time, we leveled up to level 13, and if we get any new cool features, well, you'll just find out when we use it, then, won't you? But you're a very astute eagle-eared audience uh, who uh, keeps keeps track of these details in stunning detail, well beyond the detail I keep track of my own campaign in. (laughs) (laughs) This is the truth. So true. So... In any event, we are heading to the southwest, back towards the Kingdom of the Sea Lords. We will eventually pass by that island, but that has not happened yet, as things in sea travel tend to take just the tiniest bit, and by tiniest bit, I mean excruciatingly more time than traveling by airship.
3: Yeah, it's okay. You know, I feel like, I mean, we at least escaped, and we are on one of the most powerful naval vessels in the world, so... I'm feeling comfortable
4: Uh, is the 11 o'clock shadow still following us I think we're following it
2: you're both heading in the same direction although the 11 o'clock shadow is definitely having to keep itself much slower to keep pace with a naval vessel now none of you have heard from them but I'm sure you know it would make sense to have an well we had signaled them dim absolutely going nuts, bristling at the restraint of having to go anything but incredibly fast and aggressive.
0: Um what happened to the people? Did they leave on a different they ship? Were, we,
3: they were like evacuated on, on, on multiple ships.
0: So. Yes, and looking over
2: the gunnels into the water, you can see this small flotilla of civilian craft being escorted by this and several other, now that you're able to kind of get a good view from up above the water, you know, as this ship has a pretty high beam to it. Um, you can get a good look around and see dotted amongst this large flotilla of civilian vessels of all shapes and sizes, a few other military craft of the Kingdom of the Sea Lords, many but not all flying the flag of Lady Southwark.
0: Mm.
3: So I am I'm kind of using this time right now as we're traveling to think about how, what I'm going to explain to Chief Executive when he asks us where where the dr heinz's um
0: (laughs) Uh, he could not be reasoned with he chose the greater good of saving the population Mm -hmm. uh, that that was near him because he knew nobody was going to make it out unless he destroyed that that sort of time i also want to
3: yeah exactly and i want to check in with with our you know our two boys as well once we get ashore to just kind of, like, I mean, just, like, see how they're doing. Because, like, obviously, like their home was just destroyed, right? They had spent all this time trying to protect the people there, you know, being just children, right? Doing a lot more than, than most people could achieve. Um, and I just kind of want to maybe ask them what their feelings are and, like, what they want to do. And just see if maybe at least, like, they would be fine with an introduction to Chief Executive. But it would be their decision on what, you know, if they wanted to just, like, go and live their lives or contribute to the good fight
4: also to be clear Heinz totally would have went with us he had made that point that he just wanted us to save the civilians and then he was down with leaving
3: yeah he wanted us he asked us to rescue the children though so like they were obviously like he, he knows that they're important too because I think that I mean they possess skills and abilities that even we as seasoned and powerful adventurers could not even fathom of having
4: right we just forgot to go back and get
1: him. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we forgot or if like there was just a yeah. I was gonna going say,
3: Define forgot. Like it was more like, "Holy shit, we are in dire straits." It was. More, I guess we probably had time. Okay, in hindsight, we probably yeah. had time to check in on in, him. Uh-huh. In hindsight,
4: Doctor yeah. Hindsight.
3: <laughs> that one, I that one, I did intend. So
4: I'm. I thank you. Um, <laughs> And we also don't know what actually happened to him because there nope, was just
3: some his... um, crazy beam of light and explosion. If anything, he bought us time. We don't, we, have, time. We, we didn't see him die.
2: Yeah, and but. the best part about weird science is that I don't have to explain anything.
3: Nope. And it's like Schrodinger's Dr. Hines at this point. He's both alive and dead until we can confirm and see his body. Which we may never see ever. So you know what? He's To, to me, he's still alive.
2: Game of Thrones yeah. rules apply until you see a corpse. They're they're alive,
4: even if you see a corpse. Yeah. <laughs> even if you see a clearly dead guy, he's and he, seen he, live- could, he made it. He he could make it back. Now, yeah. so that's
3: how you turn them over and look him right in the eyes, and they're cold, dead eyes. Do you know?
1: It there, dead are, seven there are more living. Times. There are living corpses. So and they that, haven't.
3: yes risen up from the ground again. Right, exactly. Right. To 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 make your life uh, living now. <laughs> Which is also entirely possible.
0: What were the boys' names again? Finn and Fletcher?
3: Yep.
0: Flynn, so,
2: and-, yeah. Flynn and Fletcher. No relation to Phineas Flynn and Ferb Fletcher at all. <laughs> None. Purely coincidental. No, yeah, because I totally don't, you know, rip off other IP shamelessly and frequently
3: never this show is full of entirely original ideas
0: yes
2: (laughs) so anyway our ship is sailing to the southwest right now and i have kind of gotten there a few times but we move slowly so it's it's fine because we really haven't gotten all that much further Admiral Mara is strutting up and down the deck, very much like the peacock of a sea captain he is, when uh, when there's nothing of any importance
1: going on.
3: Is Quinn following him?
1: Uh, I wouldn't say following. Docky. I would say um, accompanying. Uh-huh. That's so how I leave it. That's it. Uh, I'm, right. I'm, I'm gonna come I'm accompanying him.
3: Does Quinn hide his admiration? Um I'm I'm genuinely curious because you know that Felix is using this as ammunition later.
1: I think it's more like an opportunity. Like it's one of those moments where like you meet somebody that like is probably your your superior, but you assume them to be your equal. And so I think he's more trying to just, like, bond with the guy. Not is that what they call it now? It's bonding. Okay. Right. Like, a, like it's basically a pissing contest. Like, I feel like Quinn is trying to, like, it's make himself two. at least equal to, to this admiral.
3: Listen, you know, how you carry yourself is, like, half the battle right there. So you know what? Like, more power to you. I mean... Well, that that's the goal, the, isn't it? Yeah. That's his,
1: that's, that's his attempt. I don't know if he's succeeding, <laughs> but that is what he's trying to do. Pretty kinky. I mean, there, there's a there's a, there's a a sexual motivation there, too. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, bondage, water sports,
0: you know. Oh, I see where <laughs> no, you're going. Bond, that. Bond- so
3: everything bondage. that I mentioned. Bondage, well. not bonding, I see. Yeah,
1: get, get your mind out of the gutter, Phil. <laughs> Oh, right? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely, yes. Uh Uh-huh. Admiral Mara is
2: content, walking up and down near the gunnel, inspecting things briefly, looking at them with ponderous glances. Hmm. Yes. Sounding very astute and concerned. Whether he is or not is up to the viewer.
3: He's very performative is what you're saying
2: yeah he's he's very performative and um straight up
0: weird if uh hedrick could he would like to gain an audience with the commander and gain some information if uh uh commander riley Jenny Riley, yes. Commander Riley. Oh, she's a peach. (laughs) And truly, um, this is is just a fascination of the profession, but he also wants to find out maybe a little bit more about the lighthouse, maybe a little bit more about the Admiral. All right. uh, Can she be found on deck? Or is she, like, you know, stationed in an office?
2: It's a big ship. Is not currently on deck.
0: Okay. Um, I guess suppose I would go to the closest officer um, and uh, ask, Excuse me, uh, officer, uh, where might I find uh, Commander Riley's office?
2: Wait. You mean you're willingly looking for her? <laughs> I, I, Sometimes I. I, I... Like I I I I don't mean to sound offensive, but have you literally, actually, like in real, honest to God, like real time, lost your mind? She'll kill you. Well, She'll kill we... me for being near you. And it's not just because
0: it's you. She just kind of kills people for stuff. You think there's any way maybe I could talk to her from a distance? <laughs> Now look, her and I yeah, we got off
2: get, yeah the semaphore flags and like two or three ships worth of space. Well that, I, I mean Only that because she doesn't quite lead with cannons quite
0: like she should. She's not a very good gunnery officer. Okay. <laughs> well now see we just we just got off on the wrong foot and we well, I just I just like to apologize.
2: Well, just go in knowing what you're apologizing for. Anyway, she's probably um near the Admiral's office quarters back there. She tends to do a lot of the actual running of the ship.
0: Uh, I bet you're right. Well, thanks for your help. Appreciate it. And uh, if I survive, um, I'll buy you a beer
2: you survive don't get my name near any of it
0: oh no uh lips are sealed a uh, little birdie told me you know
2: right on. I missed that he looks he just kind of squeezes on it. right on <laughs> and his eyes are still slightly bugged out by the experience okay
3: um you know Hedrick, maybe we can go together I mean she and I got off on a great uh, to a great start
0: yeah I'd, I could probably use a little backup
3: right I mean, I feel like we already have a great rapport you know it's 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 it should be it should go much better if there's two of us
0: oh yeah and, and you're great with questions
3: oh so good <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, let's go. Let's go see where she's at.
2: Hey, I do. Okay, so the ship is laid out in uh, roughly four decks. There's um towards the aft of the ship. There's a raised area where uh you know where uh, some of the uh, the bridge and other similar quarters are. And that uh, that is probably your best bet for finding uh, where the admirals uh, And uh, commanders areas would be
0: signage I mean as far as um, just doors or is there some sort of like guard posted or or anything like
3: that Uh, Anything, um... anything to indicate like that that is where she'd be
2: It's not quite as well labeled as. It's sort of expected that if you're supposed to be on the ship, you would know your way around, but uh, most ships are laid out in a very similar fashion, so if you were to head to where you think the bridge would be, it's more than likely there.
3: Quick question. Answer. Did the Admiral say we were actually stopping off at the lighthouse before we get to Ardwall? I feel like I recall that, but I want to make sure I'm remembering correctly, because that's going to dictate the questions I have.
2: I... I don't recall him saying we were stopping off there, but I'm I, all d- wondering, he sucks I thought it
0: was messing that was his schedule. At least whether he was stopping or just headed in that direction. He um, did definitely mention that we were headed past there. Okay. But he mentioned the sweet asset. So I, I gotta believe there was intent besides I just to, to go there, yeah. In. Yeah. So that's really where my question was going to lead. I want to see, you know, he was kind of singing, you know, rather manically um, to himself. And I wasn't sure whether that is normal behavior or abnormal behavior.
3: That's true. He was singing to himself at the end, wasn't he?
0: Yes. The- hmm.
3: So, what and- is at this lighthouse? And what assets are we securing? I feel, like I, I feel like I've been conditioned to be suspicious of everyone's motives, even if they're friends.
2: Yes, that's how you stay alive.
3: hmm All right, let's go find out. Hedrick, you lead the way. I'll just, I'll back you up, man.
2: Yeah, let's see if
3: we can get some answers.
2: All right, so uh, you two are heading back there.
4: Jarrell, what are you doing? Uh, he would probably still be kind of hanging out in his quarters and relaxing for the most part, unless they intentionally brought him along with them. Of course, Jarrell always loves his
3: downtime.
2: Oh, so, yeah. various points during the day, the camera is going to cut back to Jarrell with some, you know, very elevator music going on. Maybe a little bit of bossa nova going. You know, little vignettes of maybe him getting his, uh, you know, getting, uh, you know, I don't know. Getting his feet rubbed by a uh, manservant or something like that, you know. Yeah,
3: actually, I was going to ask about that. Are the reta- have his retainers made it aboard this ship as well, or are they on the
4: airship? I was curious too. I want. I would definitely like them to be with me. Um, but if there's if they're stuck, uh, so if Jarrell had a way to get to the airship, he'd probably be on the airship. Um, so if he had a way to, you know, like for them to get to him, would also be relatively difficult. So I'm sure he's, he's probably more bumbling around trying to take care of himself. Uh, the rare occasion that that, that, actually, that has to happen.
2: Yeah, I actually like like that even better, where it just zooms in on Jarel failing to be able to properly take care of himself in his quarters.
4: Oh yeah, like he's trying to make a bubble bath and put in way too much bubble. Because, you know, Manservant usually does that.
3: Yes. Manservant man knows the proper ratio of... Bubble to water. Bubble
2: yeah bubbles <laughs> of water yeah. yeah no now it's just full on cheerful music
4: yeah
0: this is going on
4: he's <laughs> dumping trying, in like bottles of bubble
0: try to imagine like you have your
4: armor, but you're used to having like somebody like place it on you and take it off of you, so as you oh, yeah, like, trying armor, to like reach over and take that one strap off and he can't reach <laughs> it he pulls
2: something and finding out that it actually is impossible to don and doff plate armor without a squire to assist right
0: well I mean even if you get it off like you don't know what to do with it so you have like a bed and a dresser you try like stuffing a shoulder piece into a drawer and you can't close the <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is this is beautiful imagery and I'm so glad we've
0: taken the time <laughs> Um, but I thought it was also mentioned there were four griffins, topside. There was there was yeah, a root, right? Less.
2: There is a, a small griffin roost that has. I want to say I, I said there were like four or six griffins, something, some number like that. I don't know. Okay, I think it was four, but you know, yeah, half a dozen or less. It's probably four. The image in my uh, head flew
1: by kind of quickly on that one. Hey. I do remember there being one for each of us, so I think I remember it being four.
2: Yeah, I mean, I probably coincidenced it like that. I mean,
3: I... Of course that's the first thing you thought of was like, well, there's one for each of us. Like, Fuck everyone else on this ship, right? Those aren't even our, aren't even our Griffins, even though, I guess, technically we did do the work to make sure that Griffins could even be available to this alliance of the living that we've sort of helped forge. Exactly.
0: And certainly, I think, as, uh, you know, the heroes of Telduria, we have to make sure that the surrounding bodies of water are under the same security blanket. And if this admiral wields such a devastating vessel, uh, we got to make sure it's in the right hands. And we can always just, I would think, if we have to, Get you right on the Griffins and give us a little
2: lift up to the airship, and then okay, the Griffins can the right hands. Wait, like, you're are going to determine like naval policy for the kingdom. The <laughs> right. Wait a second, though, Hedrick, that's a brilliant idea. Maybe
3: we can even just get the uh, commander's permission to just. Have the Griffins give us a ride up. We can reunite with our people. We don't have to worry about wasting the resources of our friends down here. And then, you know, we just send the Griffins back. They know where to go hang out again. I mean, they're on this ship.
0: It's their roost.
3: Right. That's brilliant. I'm sure I'm sure we can convince the, the commander to let us just, you know, fly back to, to our ship. You know, we don't have to be a bother to them anymore. I mean, I know that we... Great, but I... We can get along great, but I just feel like I don't want to wear out their generous hospitality.
0: I don't know. I kind of want to see that freaking guy whack something in half with that huge axe. Did you see
3: that thing? That thing is pretty big, but I don't think he's going to be whacking anyone in half on this ship. Well, I mean, I hope not, right? We're all supposed to be friends here.
0: Well, I wonder what his plans are.
2: Anyways, currently is nowhere to be found.
0: Hmm. (laughs)
2: Decided <laughs> well. to
3: dive overboard and go save his business
2: after all. Hmm? <laughs> oh, he's just not on the deck of the ship
3: where I know I'm just I'm I'm speculating what the worst case scenario for that one is.
2: Oh no, he he's around here somewhere. I, I I I kinda grew to like that character a little bit over the, over the course of that episode. I'm not done with him yet. Good. Yeah. Anyways, so yes, yeah, the two of you are approaching the uh, uh, the bridge area, mm-hmm. which uh, you would have to uh, go up a broad flight of steps on the deck and enter a set of double doors on uh, on that end of the ship, which would take you into the bridge area.
0: Uh, I would go knock on the door before I just enter.
2: That's a smart idea. Uh, The door is immediately answered by an officer.
0: Yes, uh, excuse me. I'm looking for the Admiral. Not the Admiral. The uh, Commander. Uh, Excuse Uh, me. I'm looking for the Commander.
2: Are you sure?
0: Um... (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> wait hold on is that the dm asking or the person asking oh no that's the person i, I know i'm just i'm, I'm kidding it was uh, yeah
2: no this is
1: exactly where the direction of. i love when meta dialogue happens yeah when, <laughs> when you know
3: when the when the npc says what the
4: dm is thinking
0: yeah when you want to insight check the dm <laughs>
4: <laughs> this is warning number two
2: <laughs> universe warning like you've kind of seen the uh, relative stability of this person of course people are going to act like this
3: the writing's on
0: the wall we're just choosing That's to ignore it canon. Yeah. yeah yeah um so yes uh i am sure uh me and my associate were from the omega project and we request a word with her
3: we are the heroes of Telduria, and you have graciously led us aboard your ship. We just request a brief—the briefest of brief audiences—with the commander.
0: Unpokito. Um,
2: okay, so mad scientists, and you've got an overinflated sense of self-worth. Yes, I think uh, I think you'd need at least both of those to be crazy enough to attempt this. So, anyway, yes, Commander Riley is back in the. Uh, in the uh, command quarters, uh, it's just on the other side of the bridge there. If uh, you kind of see where uh, you know one level up uh, the uh, you know, the command seats are, um, if you just take this door on the level below that, he sort of points to some doors uh, at the back of the bridge there. That uh, they don't look uh, terribly like ornate or anything like that. They're just really plain doors that sort of faded into the background there. Um, both of those will take you uh, either of those doors. They'll take you back into the uh, into the command suite.
0: Hey, real quick, uh, can you just give me, like, a short list of things I should absolutely not say in front of her? <laughs> um, it's kind
2: of tough, because, I mean, just about any word will do it. Sometimes breathing. Any kind of words.
0: The color red.
2: Perhaps... Existing.
4: <laughs>
0: Perhaps maybe something uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum. Maybe, perhaps, something that may lift her spirits. A fight. Uh, Hedrick looks down at Felix. Uh,
3: Why are you looking at me, man?
4: (laughs) Zarel is filing his toes in the tub. (laughs) (laughs) he's got a toe knife
0: right <laughs>
2: he he's got knives for different jobs
3: all of them are for grooming though we don't talk
2: about the poop knife <laughs>
0: oh, All right, man. so I will enter through one of the lower doors uh, around the back of the bridge I will follow Patrick. Uh, both of those
2: doors sort of entered into just a hallway that runs sort of parallel with the back there. And there are, um, there's a single door on the other side in the center there. It just sort of looks like that sort of little, you know, antechamber hallway there, uh, outside of a couple of uh, very generic naval-looking paintings of ships on the seas and a very stuffy-looking admiral and full regalia, you know. the the really stock standard stuff you would expect to see here in a stereotypical ship
3: I did explain that they were highly refined pirates so
2: yes this is almost indistinguishable from like the English Navy of the days when the
1: English Navy mattered
2: hey oh dig against
3: the English Navy now
1: (laughs) sorry to all our
2: English listeners
3: yeah, if you really care about the Navy.
2: You know what, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, like, nobody depicts the English Navy in modern, in modern fiction. It's always, you know, sometime in the 1700s when you get these romantic depictions of the English Navy lording it over the high seas over everyone, where now it's just fucking boring Americans in metal boats. Anyway, evoking those sorts of images, which was what I was trying to do from the beginning, you had <laughs> other room in the back there which looks like if you were to take a composite of every captain's, admiral's and or pirate's quarters in every ship of that time period you can except scaled it up times about one and a half. This room is at least a good 50 feet wide. It's the entire width of the ship here at the aft. So just a little bit narrower than, than it is uh, at, at the middle of the ship. And a good 45 feet deep. Like, this room is just too frigging much. And it is all one giant room with, you know, a nice large conference table in the center and one of those desks at the back where a pirate captain would be stereotypically counting coins if, if one were into piracy. But here it's just laden with big parchmenty maps and a quill and you know, a dagger stabbed into it because they all have daggers stabbed into them. I don't know why naval people love doing this as much as army people. <laughs> but on closer inspection, there's actually like four different daggers stabbed into this and also pacing around the room. The, you know, not the elephant in the room, but the uh, the uh, angry naval officer in the room, Commander Riley, who as soon as you open the door, her hand whips to the hilt of uh, the sword on her uh, left hip and she glares angrily at the door.
0: Oi! Who goes there? Excuse me, Commander. Uh, it's Hedrick from, from the Heroes of Telduria and my associate Felix. Hey, let's oh. see you again. Uh, sorry to bother you. Uh, please, if, if it's alright, we just like a short word with you and then we'll leave you to your work.
2: <laughs> uh, well, it's... What could you possibly be coming into me quarters for?
0: Well, first off, I wanted to uh, apologize upon such a rude introduction. Uh, that is my fault, and I, I humbly uh, beseech your forgiveness. But, uh, secondly, I really would just like to get to know maybe a little bit about you and your command here with the Adler. First,
2: quit, cry, quit trying to kiss me ass second quit trying to kiss me ass good give me a good reason not to run you through right here
0: well, are you sure the admiral's all right has anything been going on with him
1: oh he's fine
3: oh my god
1: <laughs> well taken care of i'm taking very good care <laughs> of him
3: you're not here quinn that's okay uh...
2: Boy, it's the best admiral he ever was days
0: that's right oh it seems like a stand-up fella you don't get to a position like that without uh making some moves and wheeling uh, some some deals uh, yeah uh, well yeah and, and also I wanted to ask you uh about this uh lighthouse here that we were approaching um I've never been to this uh bay with no name that's what uh Right, right. Oh, oh. okay. Um, you know, we are the uh, heroes of the continent and all, but um, I just thought maybe that came with uh, some sort of leverage, uh, you know. She came
2: in real close, almost whispering in your ear. Uh, do you know what classified means?
0: Well, sure, uh, you know, take a bit of class. Um, it means I get to if... run
2: through if you open your mouth about it again.
3: Well, oh, right. uh, yeah, there's there's no need for violence again. We know we're all on the same side
2: here. Ah, but there's never a need for violence, is there?
3: I just figured, you know, it's it, it's it only hurts the world of the living for us to be fighting amongst ourselves.
2: But once, on the other hand.
3: Ah, yes, I see. But do wants really outweigh the fact that all of those things that you enjoy today could be gone tomorrow when the entire world may collapse and be run over by undead? And we can actually do something about it with all of our combined strength. Like, would your strength?
2: You mean fights without limit? Yeah... You're not yeah. exactly dissuading me here.
3: I'm just saying we have a lot more to offer alive than we do if we were dead. We're friends. We should be friends. We're on the same side. We're in the good graces of the Sea Lords
2: themselves. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing to identify you. Saitan unseen asking me about the classified lighthouse. You'll have to excuse my
3: friend. You know he he spent a lot of time with the Cloud Giants recently, and I think maybe he's just forgotten. Some 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 basic things, Um, but I assure you, it's it was it it was meant no harm. We really just wanted to make sure that, you know, the Admiral was doing okay. He seemed to be muttering to himself a little bit on deck, and we just wanted to make sure that, you know, he was he was doing okay. We also came to ask potentially uh, for a small thing to help us get out of your hair so that we can avoid disrupting your operations any further. You run a tight ship. I know it's probably, you know, just, you know, four more mouths to feed here. So, like, I just wanted to see if, you know, maybe we can negotiate something so we can get back to our vessel and you can continue to manage
2: yours without our interruptions. Um, And I just want to kind of uh, pause it here and shift to the outside, because I feel like we need to give... Lord, uh, Captain Quinn Southwind, a little bit of uh, time in this episode here. Mm, so, yes. A little some bit of spotlight. Time. Some exposition. Yes. it was. Uh, I was giving you guys the spotlight. To keep, keep the timeline at least more or less kind of synced up-ish.
3: Yeah, and he was also trying to steal the spotlight just a few moments before anyway, so you might as well just <laughs> give it to him or else he's just going to get more aggressive about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It reminds me. Well, um, <laughs> got sick yesterday. Well, uh, over, you know, uh, and we had not really fed her at all. And when she got really hangry, she chomped a big bite right out of the back of Jamie's leg. And I feel like that's what would happen if we didn't give Quinn the attention he wants. Oh.
1: Yeah. I do like a good thigh every once in a while.
3: Are you saying that Quinn is a temperamental cat?
1: Uh I'm saying that if you if you treat him like a cat should be treated, he purrs like a kitten.
4: Uh-huh. And will still viciously attack you.
1: <laughs> and will still viciously yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh so I'm just um I guess I'm I'm trading war stories at this point with the Admiral, would that make sense? When you say war stories... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm lying a lot about my stories.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's asking, like, what kind of war... What kind <laughs> of war
1: stories are we talking about here? He just came uh, out and said it, folks. He just came out, out and it.
2: said
1: it. I mean, that's what he does. Uh, he, so, uh, I would say that he is... Uh, regaling the admiral with now i'm trying to i'm i guess i'm trying to gauge because i feel like quinn would be good at this um trying to gauge whether or not the admiral even cares about his war stories um so i guess I, i'm kind of attempting to like um just kind of bring up the fact that we had just um destroyed uh, a bunch of walking dead um, that we had saved all of these people and that I was at the forefront of said uh, said rescue, which, you know, in Quinn's mind is the truth. Um, so I, I'm, I guess I'm just kind of testing out whether or not he is paying attention, caring.
2: Oh, he's lively and animated in this conversation. Um, like um, when you're talking about, like what part are we kind of starting with uh, on this one?
1: Well, I would say like just the adventure of like of saving the boys from the from the town, from the town underground and and just like really just saying like I was the one that, you know, rescued them. And I was the one that had the plan to uh, create the, the airship. And I lie, what do you want from me? Hmm. Yes. I'm a storyteller. You sound like these stories I've been reading recently. Uh they may they may be the ones that I wrote about my other adventures. Your other adventures? I have had many adventures. Hmm. Yes.
2: I I'm just looking for the best Matt Berry voice I can, and I'm not even sure I can
1: do it well enough, but I'm really trying um, to hit it. Am I, I am I noticing uh like is Quinn reading, so he's reading into, like, is the admiral admiring him a little bit? I mean,
2: a little bit, but it's not just you. This guy is kind of almost outwardly universally
1: lecherous.
4: Okay. It kind of sounds like so Quinn's guess... looking for an insight role on whether or not... Uh, this...
1: Yeah, like, I was wondering if I had to. I mean, like, if he's super obvious, then yeah, there's actually, no reason gotta, for the I roll. I kind of like the insight roll on that one. Which is funny that I was fishing for that, and I'm not very good at it.
0: <laughs>
1: All right, so I, I rolled a 14. Hmm. Oh, wait a minute. Nope. Sorry, I didn't update that. Uh, I rolled a fifteen. A fifteen. Oh, so th-
2: this guy—you can kind of see—he's got—he's got an almost universally wandering eye syndrome thing going, um, and he's very much like this with a lot of people he—he's talking to. But that said, that doesn't make it any less earnest. He really is that sort of lecherous towards everyone. But you know you're kind of front and center in his view so you're getting a good chunk of it
1: cool Um, yeah like I think that I relate to him quite a bit Uh, I think Quinn would relate to him Um, yeah like in the sense of like you know Quinn does that all the time like he's always looking for the bigger and better thing but he'll give the attention to what's in front of him at the time
2: Yep, and uh, there, you see a lot of that—not just in sort of his um, more uh, primal uh, sort of instincts, uh, you know, on display very plainly on his face, but even through his war stories, he's—he's—he's he's, um, he, he's very rash and impulsive, but it always seems to work. Like when he's talking about war stories, they are very eye focused and eye centered, so it's it, it, it comes across very much as the same way as Quinn. But the, the center of all of them is decisive action on his part um, and even, you know, almost beyond calculated levels of gambles that seem to work in every story he does tell.
1: So in a, in a kind of a almost uh, semi-flirtatious way, um, Quinn asks him, so what are these assets that we are going to, to see at this lighthouse?
2: Oh. Unfortunately, that's classified, and we can't <laughs> that sort of thing.
1: Oh, classified for even someone like me. Yes, that's what classified means. So there's I no way that I can persuade him the to...
2: But there are certain things that are sort of expected of me, at, at you know, in in my station.
1: But as a fellow officer of the sea, I could be of service to you in more than one way. Oh my god. I mean, I did say he was being flirtatious.
2: But is it persuasive?
1: I just feel like Dave is, like, trying to make me actually be flirtatious with him. <laughs> no, I
2: think we're, no, that that was actually sort of a hard line in the sand where, like, well, you know, look, you're, like, I could tell you a lot of stuff. I can be flirtatious on a lot of stuff, but listen, I can't tell you about this tower here, but I would like you to instead of trying to just listen to me tell you about that i want you to try to define that for yourself as a character and i think the best way is just going to be to straight up roll this one out as an
1: insight versus deception here okay so who's who's inciting and who's decepting
2: you're you're making the insight you're trying to glean this information
1: okay so it's a, a contest roll.
2: Um yeah it's going to be insight yeah whatever insight you you're getting versus a deception on my end.
1: Yeah uh my insight is not great it is a 13.
2: The 13 still manages to beat a 9.
1: Oh. Okay. So what have I incited about <laughs> these assets? Insight was not the right word. I think that that's wrong. What have, I, what have I gleaned from this conversation? Um, let's see.
2: I have the fact, I'm just trying to see how I want to get this one in here. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm glad that Quinn's flirtatiousness has finally paid off in some, somewhat of a plot-driven way rather than it just being him. And it's all
2: well and it's all well and good that you can take an interest and I can definitely see why you'd want to help but the student oh I can't uh I can't believe the time and uh he kind of gets the student and then cuts it off really suddenly
1: okay what um, just sort of swiftly deflects and if I've kept you from something, I certainly can escort you to where you need to be. Oh, no. Oh, dear. need to check with the bridge.
2: And he starts uh, heading back towards the bridge uh, area of the ship
1: with a bit of a quick step. Conversations in the future. Ah, but of course, plenty more.
2: Alright, so we're going to cut back to, uh, let's see, um, what's Jarl doing real quick?
4: Uh, Jarl is currently trying to get his armor unstuck from the <laughs> dresser drawer that he put too many things into. Um, it seems like one of his, like the bracers for his boots are stuck underneath one of the frames and he can't quite adjust it in the right way to get, it, um, to get, his, to get his boot back. So he is currently bootless.
3: <laughs> that's amazing
2: so things have um, moved along then uh, um, we're back uh, yeah we're back to the bridge here let's see we cut off uh, what was the last question asked down here
3: I was about to I was just asking um, commander the commander for uh, a favor to get us out of their hair
0: you know something
3: i can ask of them so that we can, can let them just do what they need to do and we can go back to our go on our own merry way and not be in their way anymore knowing that other diplomacy is beginning to fail here felix is now thinking the best route is to just like offer them an out so they don't have to deal with us anymore and no one gets shanked
2: so what could this bune possibly be that you ask us
3: so I'm just asking for a the the briefest of briefest. um, need to hitch a ride on those griffins there that you seem to have gotten from our friends, the Cloud Giants. Uh, just up to our airship, and then we send the griffins back to your ship, and then we get off your ship. We go back to our ship, and then like everyone is okay
2: again and happy. What I see. It's us without our griffins.
3: I mean, f- momentarily, we're just riding them up to our ship and then sending them right back here.
2: What's that assurance you you do so?
3: We're all going to the same place. We're not going to just run off with your griffins. Like, where would we go? We are the heroes of Tel Doria. Everyone knows who we are. Like, we would never.
2: What you, you lose cannons and everybody knows it. And you've got an airship. Yeah, but we're both going to Ardwall, and like I, like, we're on the same side. We're both fleeing the same thing.
3: Like I, I, I really don't know how else to best explain the fact that we're on the same side,
2: and I, my word, is gold. My attempt at introducing a sound effect there, as uh, there is a knock at the door of the bridge. Mom, I think you'll need to see this. And that's where I'm gonna end our episode. You uh, bastard. Yeah, <laughs> I know. If you like us, you can find us on the internet. I don't like you right now though. Yeah, I know. But uh, you'll like it in another couple of minutes when I get back to it. At least you you have to wait, what? A five minute hold. Everyone else has gotta wait a week. That's who I'm Stop ruining the
3: magic of radio for them.
2: Dave? <laughs> oh, you can edit this out. You probably
3: will. I won't. Good. I want everyone to know that you just ruined their immersion.
1: Not that we don't do that on a regular basis. All the gonna, time. You're going you're gonna to let them know that he ruined the immersion by ruining the immersion. Yep.
2: <laughs> like, ruined-er. ruined her. Yeah. I have a special talent. Also mangulated the language. So anyway, if you really want to see language get all kinds of fucked up, you can find us on the internet in such places as reddit slash r slash hapless heroes podcast on facebook you can look for happy or for hapless heroes podcast you can also find us on both twitter and instagram at hapless heroes all of those places uh will on their own give you great content or at least some content i think for some them. content I'm a little behind on but i mean it's really because All those places take you to the crown jewel of our internet presence our discord server the place to meet greet interact with you know mildly and gently and not too terribly taunt us Uh, but mostly be part of a burgeoning wonderful community of like-minded dnd enthusiasts and other you know podcast enthusiasts and dnd podcast enthusiasts of our podcast have come together and sort of created a nice little community here we'd love you to be part of it if you're not already Now, if you really like us, though, you could leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. And I shouldn't need to list all of them because, frankly, you're on a podcast service of your choice. You found this podcast somewhere or other, I'm assuming. On that podcast service, leave us a five-star review, any kind of review. If we can find it, we will read it on the air, and, you know, then we can rate you as a five-star human being.
3: Yeah, and and we're going to do that to one particular listener right now. Because Timmy500 just left us a review on iTunes uh, saying he's like, one of the best, sadly, I've caught up. He said he started listening when there were only 40 episodes, and he said, by God, the audio quality even back then was spectacular. I will, I don't want to disagree with you, Timmy500, but I will say that the first, I don't know, 15 or so episodes. Maybe a little more of this podcast. We're definitely not great audio quality. I think we did our best to rig up whatever fucking microphones we possibly could to whatever janky setup we could, which we went through a couple at that time. But I still appreciate you saying that because that makes me that makes my heart happy. Uh, also said can't wait to see what these magnificent people come up with. Which you're magnificent to me five hundred. I mean, really, we're just like a bunch of dudes playing D D. But you with those special words, you're the five you are a five star human Timmy five hundred. Yeah. It's a five
0: hundred star five hundred star, star Timmy.
2: Yeah. You're like five hundred stars on the internet. Now if you really, really like us though, you could donate to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash heroes. That's it, right? Yep oh awesome I, i'm not the guy who runs the patreon it's him so obviously he would know the Patreon i would but there are numerous different levels of uh good stuff you could get for donating least of all or maybe most of all depending on how you view it being the warm and fuzzy feeling you get for you know donating to our patreon at whatever level it is even if it's just a little bit just to you know maybe just to show your appreciation if you do we very much appreciate it and if uh, you know you're not of the means to do so we still appreciate you as fans
3: yeah we've even taken some of those donations and actually just put them right downstream into the other world of creators for like rpg elements and things like that like you know the guy we reference all the time in our show notes i've thanked him multiple times in this show tim tabletop audio we've been donating to his patreon so we just take some of that money you give to us and give a little bit back to him for letting us use all these amazing sound effects and ambiences that I'm constantly inserting into these episodes, like he's really just an incredible composer. you know. Just, and uh, I can't say enough good things about him, so we decided to, you know, do our part to give back to other creators in this community as well.
0: And if you love us, I mean really love us, Sally Field and the whole deal, join an improv class, personify your favorite hapless hero, shamelessly quote your favorite scenes, When everyone praises you for your creative genius (laughs) distribute edison bulbs to each of the class members because some people thought edison was a humble guy but he wasn't he was a shameless self-promoter and tell everyone they too can be an improv phenom if they listen to the hapless heroes every week
3: perfect for the rest of their lives guaranteed
2: Forever.
1: forever forever
2: Anyway, that wraps up our episode of the Happy Heroes podcast. Uh, let's uh, finish up by outroing our cast. Uh, let's see. Starting from my right is the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom. We have Francesco. Ta-ta for now. To his right is Lord Jarrell the Light. We have John.
4: Hey, I think I broke this dresser.
2: <laughs> to his right, we have Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind, played by Mike.
1: What an astute, amazing admiral.
2: And to his right, we have Hedrick the Entertainer, played by Phil. I
0: think this commander's more chipped than shoulder.
2: And my name is Dave, and I've been your host in Dungeon Master. And to round this out, I would like to apologize to the English Navy for any slights that may have been against them. <laughs> and to the, <laughs> of the British Isles for every mangulation of any accent that may have come from your homeland. I mean, no disrespect, I'm just legitimately bad at this. Bye-bye now. Bye. bye. Oh, yes.
4: I'm not sorry Sorry not sorry